if you hear, you know what it is. The big vibe with Kevin Pye. Up to episode 17 now. Um, I think, how many weeks in a year? 53. We're almost at like the, the kind of halfway point of a mm. six month kind of vibe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it feels like so much longer, but so much shorter at the same time, if that makes sense. I don't know if you know what I mean. Uh, you here with your boys. I thought uh, there's a cool podcast that I listened to that has um, the guy focuses on like um, introductions. And when we have guests, I'm going to hype them up with yeah. proper introductions. Um, but yeah, you're here with your boys. Um, Tasty Tev. I think that's what I'm going to be calling <laughs> you from now on. <laughs> Tasty oh, Tev and your boy, okay. you'll come up with one for me. Um, but yeah, um, today's episode is going to be largely um, Premier League centric. Um, mm. You know, we feel as if we need to touch base on things that we said in the past uh, with the end of the transfer window. Um, it felt like a really good time to talk about it. Um, yeah. But before we get to that, um, well, in line with that, our uh, what the fact for today. So I'm not sure if people saw this, but obviously with the January transfer window coming to an end, mm -hmm. all the math has been put together and all the sums have been done. And the fun fact or the what the fact, I think what the fact is a lot more appropriate with this one. <laughs> The top five leagues outside of the Premier League, so that means La Liga, Serie A, Bundesliga, League One, and Primera Liga, collectively yeah. spent £255.3 million in January. The Premier League spent £736 million in January. Mm. Mm. Super League is alive and well, bro. Super bruh. League is alive. Honestly. I think that's why they fought it. Yeah. Because exactly. they knew. They knew, you know, like they are the Super League. Um, and you were actually just off air. Maybe you want to share with uh, our listeners the um, kind of broadcasting rights because I don't think people outside of England know. So how does it work? Yeah, so I think we're so accustomed to back in SA that Supersport, our football broadcaster, owns the, the monopoly of, champions. of hey. <laughs> <laughs> owns the monopoly of sports coverage. So. Um, with Supersport, you'd be able to essentially watch every single game that the Premier League is showing. And with there being multiple games a day, you have access to each and every one of those. Yeah. And when I came over here, I thought, okay, cool. Well, surely that's going to be the same feel here with from, Sky. Drinking from um, the source, man. Exactly, man. Sky Sports News. You guys are playing yeah. on Supersport. You guys have your hourly slot every day. Um, so surely you guys are going to follow suit. But it's actually so different, yeah? So how it works is in terms of the scheduling, they'd have a 12 o'clock game or a mid midday game. Yeah. And then for the afternoon games, your 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock games, they don't show that at all on air. So that's Sky Sports, BT, Amazon, any of the broadcasters don't show any of those games because they try and encourage people to go into um, football stadiums. So try and encourage bums and seats. And then they'd play one evening game. And I also thought now, well, given that Supersport shows all the games, that Sky would follow suit. No, Sky has a certain amount of games a year. I think they probably get about 60% of the games a year. BT Sports would say get another 30% and then another 10% for like Amazon. Um, okay. And what I found is that the broadcasters have quite a big say in the scheduling of those games. So when there's a game postponement or rescheduling of the game, be it due to uh, unforeseen circumstances like the Queen passing, um, be it the teams are now double booked, so to say, because there are yeah. so many competitions, the broadcasters have a say and they essentially communicate and tell the Premier League when they'd be able to yeah. show games. So as an example, we... Um, had booked a game to go and see City versus Arsenal as an example. It's supposed to be a, a weekend game, and that's now moving to a midweek yeah. um, late at night. So I just find it so fascinating that there can be so much power yeah. Um, yeah. even to these broadcasts. But I guess that makes sense given how much money people receive from broadcasting. So right. If you want to watch, though, do you have to have subscriptions to all these Correct. Sky Sports? So, so what subscriptions do you have or where are you bootlegging from? So I'd go to the pubs 
Uh, the okay. pubs are the free to air from a viewer's point of view. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah, yeah. a subscription for each and every one of these. So okay. I think the irritating part, and that's what I find a lot of the Brits are saying, is that even if I'm paying, say, £60 for a Sky Sports package, I'm not guaranteed to see all the games. Yeah, I yeah. can only see um, X amount of games yeah. as being early games or the late kickoff. But even then, if I'm wanting to see a North London derby, yeah, that's yeah. a big weekend. I possibly can't see it because it's on yeah. BT, and I only have um, a subscription to Sky Sports. So it's actually it sounds. Is a... It sounds quite similar to the um, American system. Like they have. Uh... ESPN, obviously, then they have TNT, and they have all the different ones. But overall, you could get an NBA pass, and then you could have access to all the games. So maybe they'll be doing something like that. But I mean, I think that just goes hand in hand with the giant that we're talking about, like when we talk about the money when it comes to like the transfers and stuff. Yeah. I mean, this is money that we don't know about. I know like if you come last in the Premier League, I think you get like 120 million pounds or something like that as a team. I think you get more for coming last than you do for winning the Champions League financially. That's, um, yeah, that's true. I don't know, and bragging honestly, rights and obviously attracting sickening. players and all that's all different. But I mean, that's talking that's big sickening. money. It's sickening. Yeah. And yeah, and they've done the price comparisons in terms of salaries. So I think they said if you're pay, playing in League One, which is three, yeah. the third year of English football, you could probably be on the same pay scale as like the Premier League of Italy or Spain or Jeez. France. So if you're not one I mean, of the that's... big teams, let's say you play for Rennes as an example, you'd probably be on par with someone that's playing for Blackpool United or Derby or something like that. It's probably why though, like your, your... yeah, but that's probably why you're Nottingham Forest and those guys are, are, are pulling these players, you know, like they yeah. can actually offer them pretty decent 100%. wages. And I think, the clout of playing in the Premier League is just getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, you know, who said colonization was over? Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but before we get too heavily into the transfer window, we spoke about accountability last week. Um, oh, yes. And yeah, you wanted to hit us up there? Yeah, so accountability, I mentioned last week, and I want to try and learn a bit more about Resolve. So this week, um, I'm trying to get to grips with Fusion, which is essentially the motion graphics element of it so my goal for this year as i'd work on it incrementally is to try and work on our intro and outro logos so if i can bold that um in the venture resolve piece okay. by piece if i have other smaller projects i, I might share that with our viewers mm -hmm. um, but for now i'm going to put down our logo by the end of okay. this year it will be reanimated okay um, but but you have to have something because next week, if I ask you what you're doing and you're like, oh, but I said I'm working on this thing for a year. You have to have something I might for me give there. You some creative. I might give you some creative writing there. Okay. So I'm one like, of the two I'm things you're going to give One me. of the two, it's going to come next week. And then okay. on your side, I know you are busy with your website. You're writing yes. a piece, especially the uh, one addressing that people have specific roles and that's okay. Yeah. 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 Um, what have you... Done on this. So the website is almost done. Logo developed, name developed, idea developed, piece written, accompanying nice. video created. Um, I actually took an extract from part of the pod. And I am going to be bold enough to say that in the description of this video on YouTube yeah. will be the link to that hmm. website. And I want to make this clear at the time of recording, it's not ready. It's not ready yet, so I'm actually putting myself under some pressure there. Um, so, Tev, don't edit this video too quickly. Like, I won't be ready. Like, I'll be with you there. So, uh, if the people wait, it might be due to me, not due to you. But, yeah, I want to put the link in the in the, nice. in the the bio of this one. Um, because I want to create a whole... Virtual. Yeah. I want to create a whole um, thing out of it. Like, obviously, I want to create probably a Twitter account. I'll have to make a YouTube page for it to upload the videos. Yeah. Because you, in order to build onto Wix, you need to have a YouTube link that goes into it. So okay. I'll need to create a new um, uh, YouTube channel for just for that mm -hmm. and a Twitter okay. account and all that. But I'm kind of getting there. I'm almost at the end. So the piece yeah. is written. 
and it's ready to and i've got the idea for the second piece um so it's there and um yeah 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 so click that link and let me know what you think um nice guys um, nice yeah 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 we'll yeah, talk, we'll talk more about the name and stuff next week um really looking I'd, forward to yeah. it yeah yeah guys thank you, uh, thank so you, keep thank your eyes you. peeled for that it's going to be a really really good one we hope oh oh man and i know you did mention that um in the course of it you're going to be talking about arsenal um, yeah. with your big love for Arsenal. So let's let's continue that theme. And then speaking about Arsenal, we have to bring it back to the transfer window that is closed this week. Mm. Um, we're at now the winter transfer window. And let's actually start with Arsenal before we get onto the, the headline um, splurges of this window, that being Chelsea. But Arsenal, you guys okay. made some, some really good... Um, business i think yep. getting in the likes of trossard i think is a really really good player very exciting player and is one of those um wingers that aren't afraid to attack um yeah, yeah. defenders you'd like to see it and i think that's kind of the mold that we see in arsenal wingers these days with saka martinelli yeah. guys that have the confidence to take on a man and go for goal i mean yeah. Um, previous years, there would be some complaints or arguments that Arsenal are quite a sideways team. Yeah. So the fact yep. that now it's it's become very honed in as being direct, using yep. the width of the the pitch. Yes. Um, we've seen yeah the results of all that. So give me your your thoughts and opinions on the Arsenal transfer transfer window. window. Okay. So I want to premise this this whole thing. I've thought about this a lot. Obviously, obviously. I'm going to premise this whole thing with, with a few things. So going into the transfer window, like in, in end of uh, December, even, I mean, with um, Gabriel Jesus' injury and stuff, if you had yeah. said to me at the beginning, if you had asked me this question before the January transfer window, how many players do you think we are going to sign? I would have said one. I would have said we're going to assign one attacking player. That would have yeah. been my thought, right? So the fact that we've signed three is absolutely incredible. All right. So I will, let's start with, okay, let, before we talk about the, the three players that we signed, I want to say that a lot of Arsenal fans are upset that we didn't get Mudrik and that mm -hmm. we didn't get uh, Caicedo when we put yeah. our, when we threw our, our hat into the ring for that. All right. On Mudrik, I think yeah. he, it was a very messy affair. Everything that was going on with Shakhtar Donetsk and everything was a mess for Arsenal. It wasn't working. We were there. It was literally, I went to bed. Arsenal are getting close. I woke up the next morning and Fabrizio Romano was all hijacking. Here we go. And what, what, all that, right? And I, I believe the only difference in the deal was that um, Chelsea was able to pay. They're paying it in lump sums, but they were able to pay more upfront than Arsenal was willing to. Okay. Um, and I believe that they offered him a better contract uh, on personal terms because the guy was twerking for Arsenal since day one. Yeah. So, yeah. And with everything that's going on in the Ukraine and everything, I feel like you can't blame a 21-year-old for, for making the decision that he did. I have no ill intent towards him. I don't want him to fail. Um, I have none of that. I feel like with what's going on in the Ukraine, you offer a 21-year-old basically that his future is going to be waxed. I feel like you yeah. just can't blame him for making that decision. True. But Didn't they give some of the transfer money to um, the Ukrainian public? Shakhtar, they say know? they say they did, yeah, and I'm pretty sure they did. I don't think they're lying. Um, so yeah, that and all, it's all good. It's all good. I yeah. wasn't too upset. Also, it was a lot of money for a very unproven, unproved player. Um, I know you can't really look at the numbers yesterday against Fulham. He didn't have a great game, but it's not yeah. enough, obviously. And if you look at Arsenal this season, what we need is we need, we trying to win the league and we need impact. We need players that are going to do it. Who do we know more is going to do it? Leandro Trostard or Mikhailo Mudrik? Mm, Mikhailo Mudrik in the long term, for sure. But the next yeah. six months, which is crucial for our push for a, a, a league title, which we haven't won in 20 years now. 20 years. I'm going to take Leandro Trossard all day. He's already come in. Nice. He's comfortable in the league. So I'm happy with that one. Caicedo and Jorginho. Um, Caicedo also was a last minute because uh, Almeni got injured. So then we decided, okay, we're going to need someone. Right? Some cover there. Yeah. Brighton was very clear that they didn't want to sell him. Fair enough. Um, apparently, Arsenal and Brighton have hurt their relationship a little bit with Arsenal's insistence on this purchase. But you know what? It's okay. 
Uh, I think Brighton has really shown that they're not a team that will be messed with and that they'll get their price for their player. Uh, yeah. I think he's, he's, uh, he's what do you call it? Um, he it's changed agents. agents. I think they kind of mm. messed it up a little bit with making him, because he didn't write that Twitter or Instagram post. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but we were also interested. There's very strong links to us between us and Declan Rice. Um, okay. And the message was that we, the message that Arsenal was happy to leave in the air was that we buy Caicedo now and we get Declan Rice in the summer. In reality, do I think that would have happened? No. Would I take Rice over Caicedo? Yes. So same thing with the impact discussion that we had earlier. I think Jorginho still got some quality. We're also in a position now where we have a lack of experience and you're bringing in a champion. Look at what Zichenko and Gabriel Jesus have done for Arsenal yeah. with their mentality. Now you're bringing in Jorginho, who's got that same kind of mentality. Um, and a lot of Arsenal fans are getting it wrong. We're not looking to replace Party. We're looking to support him. And Jorginho mm. can definitely play that role. So I'm happy. I'm stoked. £12 million? Pounds? We're good. We're good there. Yeah. So... And just before the last signing, I know, I know I'm talking a lot, but now this is our moment and it's what we want to talk about. But before I pivot into like the third signing, I also want to say the fact that Arsenal, there's been so many transfer windows in the past where we've needed someone. We've not got the guy that we wanted and we got nothing instead. Yeah. The fact that we managed to pivot and get two quality players into the door before deadline day, what more could you want? And like I said, at the beginning, I thought we were going to get one player and we got three in yeah. vital positions. So... Jakub Kivio, I don't know much about him. He played a lot for Poland in the World Cup. He's broken Arsenal's records for like sprinting and all these things. So apparently he's good. I watched mm -hmm. a scouting video on him. He can ping the ball across the... He, he looks quality. He's not going to be the, the season-changing player, but he's going to yeah. allow us to rest Gabriel Magaliach or uh, William Saliba in the Europa League, depending on how far we get. Stoked. Okay. For me, it's a, it's a, if I had to give it a number out of 10, I'm going an 8 or a 9 um, as a transfer window um, yeah. as a whole. I'm very happy. I trust Edu. I've always loved Mikel Arteta. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked and I'm feeling psyched for the rest of the season because I really am. How do you feel as a Man City fan with our business? I think you guys did well. I think you guys did really well there. Um the likes of Trossard, I think, was a really good buy. And um, um, I think, like you said, he's going to be very impactful in your charge towards the, the Premier League. Um, he's, he's great cover. And I think worth you guys playing both. Uh, you guys are still in Europa, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Europa and the league. So going for the double there, I think he's going to be quite a pivotal um, player, especially <clears throat> in the league or let me say a campaign like this that was, has a bit of disruption in in between. Also a notably proven player. I think he's, he's shown that this season as well, um, just how much, how versatile he is um, and comfortable he is in those attacking positions and how he performs against the big players yeah. or the big teams rather. We saw we got a hat-trick at Anfield, which is one of the notable performances this season. So I think really good buy. Um, Jorginho, it makes sense because remember, Jorginho is not going to be the actually the replacement or the one that's starting every single game. He needs that um, cover and experience, and he's, mm. I think, in terms of stats, um, him versus Party this season are actually quite similar. Yeah. So I think people need to give him a bit more credit there. He is still performing at a really elite level um, despite his age. I think that was one of the concerns for um, yeah. Arsenal fans is that you're bringing in a an aging player i think they've yeah. seen they've been burnt a few times with the they call it what the, the chelsea the <laughs> <laughs> but i think that was a notable bias so i think arsenal it, it really went to show um arsenal's seriousness about this league yeah um previous seasons they'd like you say just kind of move on with it and be like well if you're asking me for 51 million as opposed to 50, I can only offer the 50. That's yeah, it. I'm yeah. going to walk, walk away and that's the end of the business. So it, it really is showing how serious Arteta is, how serious um, Edu and the rest of the, the management is mm. about this league. I think Arsenal have a, a really good chance at going all the way with this one. Hey, we'll talk about the... We'll, we'll, get <laughs> we'll talk about specific. those predictions. And now we can't talk transfer window without 
chatting about Chelsea. You, 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 man. In this window alone, I think they spent over 300 million pounds. Um, so their notable transfers this season, the headline one being Enzo Fernandez. I yep. think he's the, now the British record of Premier League um, all-time most expensive player at 105 yeah. million or something like that. Uh, yeah. Thoughts on him? Um, I think Benfica has once again shown that they really also like Brighton. They know how to do business. Um, yeah. Rui Costa, uh, I think, has done well in that case. Um, you know, I know he played a notable part in Argentina, um, and I do mm-hmm. think he's quality. I really do think he's quality, and I do think he'll make a difference in that squad. Um, I just can't help but feel cynical because Chelsea was super annoying, especially as an Arsenal fan, man. They were just super annoying. They just, <laughs> every time we were interested in buying, I saw this one joke where um, someone posted, they were like, uh, breaking Todd Bowley trying to hijack the Jorginho deal. Um, you know, like, I really, lo- I was just, from that perspective, I really felt annoyed by, by their, you know, and I, <laughs> This whole financial fair play thing and the way they're getting around, I just think it's just not on, man. I like, I really don't like it. It's, I, I said it in the episode. It was episode two we spoke about the Premier League. I think I said he, I said it back then that Todd Bowley has this like boisterous, like no offense if we do. I don't even know if we have American listeners, but this super like arrogant, boisterous American attitude. Slap my wallet, my big fat wallet, and throw it on the table, and I can do whatever I want. And I really, really don't like it. It's like. Um, you know, and they even, um, they, they've been teasing Graham Potter quite a lot, even the, the, yeah, the um, conferences. uh, yeah, it's quite funny. Um, and you can't blame him, but I mean, if, let's just, we can talk about them all in detail, but I mean, here, if you want to talk about numbers, it's Enzo Fernandez, which was 106 yeah. million, Mikhailo uh-huh. Mudrik, 88.5 million, uh, yeah. Buddy, yes, I guess, Buddy Shele, Shele. Monaco, 35 mil. Uh, David Fofana, we don't know how much. Andre Santos, who's that young Brazilian. Uh, I think they were talking about 20 million euros there. Mm-hmm. João Felix, just a loan. Very expensive loan. Yeah. Um, Noni, Madueke, PSV, 29 mil. Melo Gusto, Leon, 26.3 million. Um, I guess the one funny thing to come out of Chelsea's uh, transfer window is that um, Aubameyang's been dropped from the Champions League team. I, I saw, that. saw that. Saw that. <laughs> the guy's clowning out there. But anyway, I it's don't know, personal. man. It's not personal. I don't know, man. Like, I also find, obviously, people are going to be making jokes, but I find it quite um, uh, laughable that they drew to Fulham, you know, this weekend. Oh, you know, this big splurge. To be fair, they were never going to be gelling first game and it's ridiculous right they are the building they're building for the future they were bought they yeah. bought young there's no and i think we saw because we're not chelsea fans let's be real yeah you must give them credit man like this approach as much as you you hate it um they found the loophole they're exploiting the loophole and yes like that's great business to make the most of it now obviously ffp will now change yeah. a few things and reassess things um but I got to give them credit. The amount of business they've done in this window is extraordinary. So, um, shout out to KG. Uh, KG, you sent us a DM saying that Chelsea essentially won this window because they've signed pretty much everyone of interest. Um, So, (laughs) it's actually true. I I think long-term they are going to do really well. I think if they can get some kind of gel... Um, between the the players this season, they'll be quite a notable force for next season. But it'll yeah, be interesting. Gonna... It will be interesting. Todd, I mean, not Todd Burley. Uh, Graham Potter did say in an interview that uh, we can't, and obviously you can't, but you shouldn't expect this kind of transfer yeah. window every, um, you know. And you can't say that you look at that Chelsea team and think that they didn't need an overhaul. They kind of did um, in a lot of ways. They're not doing. They're really struggling. I think they should back Potter and give him time. Uh, but you're the man has aged. You're, but he, he looks sick, man. He looks sick. He looks ill when I see him. But mm. anyway, I think they should give him time. Um, and now they've bought him a few few new toys to work with. Um, and yeah, man, I, I actually think 
as annoying as they were, you know, I really, mm-hmm. I think they did, they did well. They had, they did, they did well. If you have the means, I think we always come back to it. If you have the means, I speak as a city player. People was like, oh yeah, Daddy Shake will just give you another hundred mil here. I can buy yeah. whatever you want. So if you have the means, you're going to spend it, man. I don't, yeah. I don't, um, I can't hate him for doing exactly that um, yeah. but yeah very exciting players in Fernandez I think Mudrik is one to watch out for I heard that um, the Fofana that they bought that does, that's a striker is also quite lively okay interesting to see how they integrate with um, the team as well yeah yeah that's, that is quite, it was quite a good one let's um, move let's do Man United uh, if you're good with that <laughs> um, so yeah. they obviously their biggest piece of business, I would say, was getting Ronaldo out. Yeah, for me, I would say. Um, and they brought in three players. They brought in Jack Butland, and I think that's because uh, Newcastle recalled um, who was their keeper? The Brofka wasn't. <laughs> anyway, whoever they had is they had signed another keeper as their loan keeper, and he wasn't getting playing time. So whoever yeah. was called them back, and then they got Jack Butland in. Um, on loan. Yeah, also not a bad. Either. Yeah, it's a it's a whole. And so Man United. Oh, sorry, Dubravka. Yeah. yeah okay. So it was Dubravka. So and Man United didn't make any purchases. They also brought in Wout Veghorst, also on loan. And then with the late injury to Christian Eriksen, they brought in Marcel Sabitzer from Bayern Munich on loan. Not a bad player. Not Very a bad easy. player. Uh, I think especially his time at uh, Leipzig. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Doing bits there. I don't think he's kind of lived up to that at yeah. Munich. Mm, mm. Um, but really see a lot of players player. actually kind of slip through the cracks at Munich, though. Mm, I think once you kind of elevate yourself to that that team, and especially when you're not the center yeah. of um, the team anymore, yeah, uh, that does kind of affect confidence. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. But pretty good business there, I'd say. Um, um, and they're what... on the up and up as well, man. Yeah, I think I really think um, Eric Ten Hag is doing a great job. Um, I really, really do. I must give him credit. I, I'm not a fan of United fans in general, but it's it's difficult not to look at them and to see that there's a difference. Marcus Rashford looks like a new player. Mm-hmm. Um, some players are gonna go, and I think he has a very much like a Mikel Arteta-ish thing about. He's like, if you're not up to it, and he always speaks about it like. He never speaks badly of players and he always is like, they're going to try and, you know, they need to elevate their game. You know, yeah. dropping Harry Maguire when he did, um, you know, he made some really big calls that I know a lot of people were calling for him to do. But yeah, and I also noticed with this transfer window, have you noticed the change in how many, I don't remember there being as many loans in the That's previous. The thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's been You'd quite a big. Full on um, transfers. Mm. So I think mm. in the kind of financial space that the world is in right now we see yeah. a lot more uh, loan deals being yeah. done yeah um i think for me it will be interesting to see what man united does in the summer i think that this was a decent transfer window for them i think they didn't panic which i think was very important um yeah so Vaud vegas what's he really going to offer you they really want him to be a hold-up player to allow rashford and, rashford and- because Anthony, I think, is not living up to it right now. I actually don't think he's great. When he made Thomas Partey look fast compared to him, I'm like, man, what does this guy do? Um, he's, I don't, I really don't like Anthony. But anyway, um, they plugging holes. Um, we'll see how hmm. Sabitzer does there um, in that role. But I think, yeah, like I said, it's important that they didn't panic and they did well in that sense. I'm really intrigued to see what they do in summer. Like what's, I think there's going to be some yeah, big shuffles. Big number nine coming in, mm-hmm. a notable one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been talks about it being Kane. There was or talks Seaman. about it being, yeah, yeah. Who's yes, they're having a, an incredible season. My goodness, yeah. Like, that man and that team are on fire. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's going to be a really interesting summer. I'd say out of ten, I'd probably give this about a six. Yeah. Maybe. Well, we must go back and do Chelsea. I think for me, I'm closer to yeah. seven because okay. not in terms of the quality of the player, but just their general demeanor and the fact that I yeah. do, I feel like they were controlled about it. Um, and yeah. yeah. And before we go back to Chelsea, I want to ask you, Mason Greenwood has been cleared of all these charges. I'm sure you saw. 
But I believe I Man United has said that we want nothing to do with him. I think. I could be wrong. What do you think about that? How do you deal with this? Or what do you think, you know, like, what's I mean, the right thing? Like, there's, there's evidence to point to the contrary. Despite um, charges being dropped, we have evidence against him. So I thought they would have cut ties. I thought they would have terminated. I saw another person tweeted as well. They said, oh, okay, so after it took... Cristiano Ronaldo an interview to get his contract terminated by the club, but yet you have a mm. um, accused abuser here. Yeah. And despite the charges being dropped or the evidence presented against him and he's still in contract. Yeah. 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 Likewise, with the Mendy case. Yep. I heard that some of his charges also got dropped, but I mean, with there being so much overwhelming information and... Yep. um. Yeah, evidence to support the case against him. I, I don't see how you'd want to still have active ties with players like this. Yeah, and I feel sometimes it goes it goes beyond it goes beyond simple like oh, but according to the law, nothing happened. It has to go further than that because like ethically, yeah, ethically, you have to understand like what you're doing and what you're dealing with here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I will say like. I'm going to be writing a piece, an Arsenal piece that I want to publish. And a large part of it is like, why am I so, why do I enjoy being an Arsenal fan? And at this point in time, I feel like their connection and their engagement with the fans is incredible. And you see them cutting ties with players like Aubameyang, who they didn't like the attitude of. Mm. You see that kind of thing. And I really think Man United has an obligation here to do the right thing, you know. And yeah. I mean, we'll keep an eye on that. Um, but let's quickly just hop back. Uh to uh, Chelsea? I Chelsea? Think? Chelsea, uh, I'll give it an eight. Um, eight. Purely because I'd, I'd like to see these players develop. I'd like to see them perform and see what they're all about. Like a large part of them I didn't know too yep. much about yep. um, until they were announced. And then obviously you have your YouTube uh, montages that are made. So give it an eight. Because okay. they made the most of the situation, okay. I think, in, in their approach to it as well. Yeah. Similar yeah. to United, they found the loophole. They said, boom, fine. I'm going to yeah. give you a long contract. He has a six or eight-year contract. Yeah. See you through. Once we pass a certain um, number of years, then we can renegotiate yes. what yeah. percentage you should get for your performance or goals or appearances, whatever it is. Okay. So eight out of ten for me for Chelsea. Yeah, same. I don't even have to elaborate, I'd say. I've nice. got eight. I've got eight as well. A team that continues to buy and buy and buy and buy and buy and buy. And just when you think they've stopped buying, they buy another. Uh-huh. Nottingham Forest, I yeah. think they're up to 23 players they've gotten in this season's, um, both the, the summer and the winter transfers. So yeah. this time they got, I'm going to I'm gonna give them a 10. I'm going to give them you a think 10. So? Purely for who they've managed to get in. Um Notably, I think the Navas deal was a really good deal. Mm-hmm. This is a man with tons of experience. You're talking a triple Champions League winner, um, back to back to back. Yeah. Three Pete, this man is incredible. Um, yeah. Bringing that level of experience to Nottingham Forest is a major statement. I think they managed to get John Shelby in as well. They got him over the line. Um, I. Generally liked him as a player. Um, I think he's kind of dipped down due to injuries or form mm-hmm. or whatever it is, but a very astute DM kind of uh, player, hard man, not afraid to go in for tackles, yep. and also has the technical ability to um, make a range of passes. Quite mm-hmm. similar to like a Jaka. Jaka, old Jaka. Yeah, old Jaka. Um, in Jaka. being the hard man, still being able to play the ball uh-huh. uh, really good with his feet. Yeah. So yeah. that kind of mold of player. Um, I see they got, I think it's Felipe from Atletico the Madrid. The centre-back, yeah. The centre-back. So um, lots of cover. And then uh, the Chris most Wood. recent one was Ayu as well. Okay. And they also got Chris Wood. Ah, uh, yeah, from Newcastle. And so Danilo. Uh, so with so many options to choose from and these are guys who have come from either the Premier League being Premier League mainstays at clubs um, international experience in the Champions League so once they get to the point 
where they can gel, not only the new players, but I think finding that balance between the existing um, kind of dressing room that brought them up to the Premier League and mixing and matching with uh, yeah. the new recruits. I think they should do well. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to take but some time. I, guess but, yeah, I think that. I think I agree. Yeah. And yes, Andre Ayu did go to Nottingham Forest. Um, okay. I think I'd also give them probably a 10 out of 10 considering like who they are as a team. You know, like if Arsenal had done this business, I would have been like, what is going on? This is the exact same business. Mm. But it's a different caliber team, right? And different goals yeah. and different... Um, I actually thought they were lower in the league than they are, but I see they are mm. also quite surprised. So... Yeah, I think it's good. It's good. I think if they achieve top half of the table this season, I think that'll be a good one for them. Um, yeah, and a few of them are loaned, so they can chop and change as they go along. So that's good. I actually wanted yeah. to talk just quickly before we do the last few. I don't know if you realize Wolves had a very big transfer window as well. Uh, I think they flew under the radar because of Nottingham Forest, but they signed Mateus Cunha, that Brazilian striker. They signed uh, Mario Lemina from Nice, who is also, I think, pretty <laughs> decent. Pablo Saravia, um, I think he's a right back or right wing or something like that. Craig Dawson, um, Daniel Bentley, who I don't actually know, and Jao Gomez uh, from Flamengo. They had a pretty pretty good one as well. Um, Jeez, like I okay, said, I'd actually rate that also like a, a 9 in 10. Strong one. There's some quality players. Cunha is the one from Atletico. Sarabia, who was previously at PSG. PSG I yep. think he went to sports. He got known. Yep. yep. Really good players. Yep. I mean, they are already quite recognizable names. And I heard a lot of hype around the Jao Gomez kind. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I think they did quite well. See. Yeah. So yeah. let's wrap up our last two. Um, uh, quick word on Liverpool, only getting Cody Gakpo in. Anything, any comments? Anything you want to say? Oof, I think there's a lot more to fix there besides transfers. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the team in general just aren't on the same wavelength. Clop out? Um, and if, yeah. You think I don't so? Know what's going on there? I think they'll, because of what he's done, I think they'll see, he'll finish the season at least. I think at they should least. give him a chance to revamp that team, um, to be honest. I really do think they should give him a chance. Um, although I really don't like the guy. I think he complains about everything. Uh, it's ridiculous the excuses that he comes up with. But anyway, I think they owe him another, another season. Um, because I also saw interest, I don't know if it's all, obviously, you know, speculation on social media, but like Salah to PSG for like 18 mil or something like that. Some, there has to be some huge overhauls and some huge changes that need to happen, including, I would say yeah. they should sell Salah personally. Um, <clears throat> they actually should have sold him instead of money. But anyway, the way they disrespected our, 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 our African brother, Mane was filthy. But anyway. Um, so, yeah, I think they had a bit of a weak window. Cody Gakpo, um, I know he was linked to United. He was linked to Arsenal and none mm. of it happened. Hot prospect. Yeah. But let's really see. good season pre-transfer. So, good let's World see Cup. what they do. But I think, yeah, they need to, I need. I think they need time. They need a break. Like, this end of the season can't come fast enough yeah. for them to regroup, really sit down, Make a check plan. through what's been going on because... Yo, that's they really look like a team that's deflated, yeah. no confidence whatsoever. Yeah. And you still have so many notable players with great ability, and it's just not working out. So yeah. I think they need a proper sit down and regroup session. And let's look. Uh, City didn't really do much. I think the notable one was selling Cancelo. So I heard as quick as that deal went on um, that there was some people call it bad blood. But there was some irritation between him and, and Pep. Pep and his staff. Mm -hmm. So he was quite um, vocal about his um, annoyance with not starting games. I think the game against United, he didn't finish. The Chelsea game as well. And in the um, one of the recent games, he was on the bench. He wanted to so play against kind of been, mm, Yeah, they, he, apparently he on, said... He said, if you don't play me against Arsenal, I'm leaving. Apparently. It's all he has mm, saying. Like, get me out of this club or something yeah. like that. And if you don't, if you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then his wife tweeted something like, or Instagram, something about, you're the best fullback in the world. You deserve the respect, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, he went, you don't have to prove yourself to anyone. Mm, he went. Yeah, so I think 
it made sense to um, get him out of the the team. Um, a loan deal. His agent, really his agent did well, I would say, in that scenario. Yeah. Get him a notable club like that, mm. Um, mm. Bayern Munich. And I mean, he's jumped straight into the, the starting, starting lineup team, there. Yeah. He got an assist on his debut in yeah. the um, German Cup. So as a, as a player, I think he's really good. Yeah. I think he offers a lot, yeah. um, especially going forward defensively. Mm, could still use a bit of work, but I'm, I'm happy that he's getting game time and I guess we'll assess the situation at the end of the season. Yeah. There's um, I think that they are light now, like very yeah. light. Oof. There's the a, fact that there wasn't... But isn't yeah? there, there's a loan option, right? 70 million euro yeah. loan option i'm not so sure any obligation i don't no obligation so I, i'm not sure if i actually see Bayern pulling the trigger on that um if you look at the spending no, patterns yeah. that Bayern Bayern gets away with murder i don't know how they get the players that they, they do, do at they the prices do. yes they have they're such a well-run club yeah if you tell me your market value is 50 more they'll offer you 20 more and, and you'll somehow you'll take the deal yeah and yeah. they seem to get yeah, all these so. young prospects ryan that Gravenbach sure. guy, um, they have that German sentiment. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I see them exercising the, the the purchasing. But if you look at the business that his agent managed to do, I think if he needs to leave, he will go somewhere. But you were saying that you feel as if you're a bit light now as a city squad? Very light. Very light in the wing back positions. Um, so obviously in the um, summer transfer, there was Sergio Gomez that came in from Anderlecht. Mm. He's apparently not hit the ground running I and I've even seen him play finding it challenging uh, I think he's played like a few Carabao Cups okay and I think up um we have Rico Lewis who came from the academy he's playing right back now in place of Cancelo and Walker when he does the inverted thing mm. um that Pip reduced um they make Ake play on the left so there's no notable left back yeah left footed yeah at all um all the academy prospects they've been sent on loan so yeah i'd say if Ake gets injured that's almost a, yeah. a major problem there because now you're gonna have to have a right-footed player playing on the left so he says look Ake and um laporte can play a left back yeah so we'll see you this season i i'm just surprised that there wasn't a kind of shortlist mm. pre the departure of Cancelo. Yeah. someone that you had on your list from the summer window already but yeah, this is the situation we find ourselves in. So very light in that regard. There's obviously the talks about Bernardo Silva wanting to leave. Mm -hmm. He says go back unhappy, to like yeah. Portugal, Spain. Um, Gundo's out of contract at the end of this season. Yeah. So I think there's going to be quite a notable revamp to the city squad. I think minimal will be a, a winger, mm -hmm. a, mm -hmm. probably a centre mid, and then a, a left back yeah. at the end of the season. Um, so transfer window, I would say that it is a two out of 10. <laughs> well, I think, um, this is a nice moment to pivot into our, um, predictions that we cast all the way back in episode two, in the early days of the big vibe. Um, when, you know, when, when we did our first Premier League show or predictions. So let's start with our relegations. Both of us said Nottingham, Leicester and Bournemouth would be the teams going down. It looks like we were wrong in that regard. Um, we, I think we got Bournemouth right. Well, not right because only halfway through the season, but they are currently 18th, 19th Everton, 20th is Southampton. Would you like to change your teams that are going down? Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna swap out. So we said Bournemouth, Nottingham, and and Leicester. I'm gonna take Leicester out. Okay. I'm gonna leave Forest there, unfortunately. Um, you think Nottingham going down? I do. Okay. Unfortunately. Um. Uh, do I keep Saints there? Ooh. I'll put Saints in, in place of Leicester. So you think the Bournemouth, Bournemouth Forest? No, 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 no. I'll put Everton in there. Everton. So the bottom three now is, are going out, is what you're saying. Yeah, so Forest, um, Forest, Everton, and Bournemouth. Everton. So you think Southampton will survive? 
just, just. I, I feel Southampton have a better chance of survival than Everton. Okay. I don't know what's going on at Everton, man. It's apparently the ownership. So you think Sean Dyche can't do it? No. I don't you don't? think he saves them. Okay. Yourself? Okay. I think Southampton. This is a very, actually, a difficult scenario. No. I think Bournemouth, Everton, and I don't know how, I don't know why you still think Nottingham will go down. Um, and I don't think a season where West Ham and Everton going down will happen, to be honest mm. with you. I don't see that happening either. I think Bournemouth, Everton, and... Oh, that's a tough one. Bournemouth, Everton, and let me just say... Maybe... Maybe Leeds. Maybe Leeds. Yeah. So Saints stay up. I think so, yeah. I don't know why. There's something about them that I don't know. Okay. I think they'll be okay. But let's let's revisit it. It's actually difficult to be honest. I don't really watch much of yeah. the team play, you know. To be honest. <laughs> okay, and then our and top, your top four. four. Yes. Remind I us what your top four was. My top four was City, Arsenal, Spurs and Chelsea in that order. City, Arsenal, Spurs and Chelsea. Not not a bad chart, actually. Not a bad yeah. chart. Uh, yeah. any amendments to that? Yes, I think Arsenal is going to win the league. <laughs> <laughs> I love the confidence. Okay, good. It's so Arsenal if winning. We, if we beat you at Emirates, I think uh, I'm... Then it's done deal. Then, not done, but... That, but that's, be that's the confidence that you need. That's your marker. Yes, it'll be a huge okay. message. And I'm so happy that the first game is at Emirates and not at the empty ad. Um, I'm really happy about that because I think it will mean so much to, to us to beat you in that sense. But yes, yeah. I'm going to change it. So I'm going ask, actually, I think the top four as it is now will stay. No, I don't think it will stay. I think it'll be Arsenal City, United, Newcastle. Oof. Top okay. Four. So you're not, Newcastle's back in Champions League. I think Very they will interesting. be. Very interesting. Okay. Okay. Bold. Okay. So who was your top and four? Quick side note. The oh, yeah, loss yeah. in the Carib, uh, FA Cup. Doesn't mean anything because there were so many changes to, to the team. To Arsenal? Yeah. Okay. Um, to be honest with you, I don't think we have the squad to have competed in the FA Cup, Europa, and in the in the Premier League. I know a lot of people will say you should fight for the FA Cup, and I know people will say I'm only saying this because we lost. But I actually think it was beneficial to Arsenal not to progress and to go out the way we did in the sense of we made six changes. Um we lost 1-0 to a goal that I feel was exceptionally good. It's almost like there was not... Maybe you can nitpick here and there about the defense, but Ake's placements of there, that doesn't mm. get better than that, yeah. to be honest. And I kind of feel like yeah. we had our fair share of chances. When I watched, um, I could hear the Arsenal fans at the City Stadium. Everything about it, other than results, felt good to me as an Arsenal fan. I really did yeah. feel like that. So okay. I don't think that loss is, is going to be... If we got whacked, let's say you beat us like 4-0, it would have been different, right? Even though it's a yeah. different tournament. But the fact that we actually walked out of that stadium with our heads held high, I think. What do you think? you think it's going to impact anything? And also, sorry, one more thing. Mm. You saying mm. that the squad being light and now adding in games um, is exactly the problem I was worried about for Arsenal. And you as a City fan, if you're saying that's a concern, for me, that makes me happy because it means that anything can happen in these other games. You mm. have to rotate in Champions League we have a little less obligation to play all the stars all the time. Whereas if Pep doesn't win Champions League, there's going to be big questions. I think he's got a lot of pressure there. And I think that pressure is going to spill into the league. It's mm. the season. That's, it's those kinds of factors together that I think have set us up for the potential to take this one. What about you about that mm. FA Cup result? Mm. I think it was just a nice... Um statement i just wanted to have a bit of a bit of silence there on on the the red end um remind us of london guys it was just yeah for you and uh, i like the fact that it is your cup essentially i get told a lot <laughs> that it is the the emirates arsenal cup so mm -hmm. the fact that you guys are out of your tournament is is a nice pat on the back um in terms of what it means for the league i don't think it means too much i don't think 
uh, it has any any factor there. Uh -huh. Just uh, some something for us to chat about and to uh -huh. kind of hang over you guys just for the the short term. I think league wise, I think it's like I said in uh, I don't know what episode it was. The fact that Arsenal is top makes it very interesting. Mm -hmm. I like the fact that it, it is lively now. It's almost, ooh, um, there's some excitement now. Um, mm -hmm. I think City is generally the team that have been in this position. I think um, in the notable races with Liverpool um, previous seasons, they've shown that even when Liverpool were top at Christmas, at New Year's, they were still the yeah. ones that were able to come back and win the league. Um, so that plays in uh, our favour. I do think, though, that Arsenal win the league. Um, Arsenal win the league by four points. Okay. I do think so. So my top top four will be Arsenal, uh -huh. then City. Uh -huh. I can't believe I said Spurs are going to be finished second. That was... I must have oh. been in some heavy dwellings at the time. But... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Arsenal first, City second third yeah probably united third fourth did newcastle have the legs mm, newcastle fifth chelsea Spurs come four? back to finish fourth you think Spurs finish sixth okay i mean to be fair to Chelsea, uh, let's just actually remind the listeners, Tev's predictions at the beginning of the season were City, was shambles, my gosh. <laughs> City, Spurs, Liverpool, Arsenal, okay? <laughs> to be fair, I think everybody thinks Chelsea's so much further behind than they actually are. They actually are only, at this point in time, six points off of fifth place Tottenham. Um, mm. Played one more game than United and are nine points behind United. So, it's not the craziest thing to say that they'll fetch Newcastle, but Newcastle does look solid. I'm not going to lie. They look like a solid mm. team. Um, Very excited. And it's nice to see you again. Everyone gets their time in the sun, man. As the richest club in the world, they've done really good business too. Um, and Eddie Howe just has him playing really fluid football as in neutral. So if I'm watching Newcastle play some random team, yeah, let's say it's Newcastle versus Bournemouth. I'm going to watch it because Newcastle yeah. are playing entertaining football. Mm, um, mm. So credit to them. I think they yes. definitely going to be playing in Europe, whether yeah. that be Champions League or Europa. But yeah, yeah. so you guys probably just snake the league. Um, I'll, be so, oh, I'll be so stoked, If man. not, oh, I'm going to rant. I'm going to rant okay. and I'm going to rave. So. Okay, fair but, play. But I'll give Arsenal credit. And because my wife is... An Arsenal fan, I think it's time, man. Twenty years, you guys have you guys have been through the the gulag. You guys yeah. have been through a lot, bruh. So, but I don't want any. Nice I don't want any of this attitude of like, oh, twenty years we had to let you win it, beating City. No, with no, Holland, no, no. Beating City... City to it with Haaland is, I think, notable, and I I really do feel that because it was always city is amazing and the last piece of the puzzle is that they need a striker who can score goals and he's incredible and he really is um mm. and beating this city team is not an easy thing to do i know they are in a phase yeah. of not rebuilding but they are in a phase where i think that in the past they've had more stability within their team albeit that they didn't have the same strike force yeah um, i still think this is a very difficult city team to beat over the to over the length of a, of a whole season. And to be honest with you, at the beginning of the season, if you asked me what I would have wanted for Arsenal, it would have been, I just want to get back into Champions League this season. And then we reboot and we continue building. And where yeah. we are right now versus our expectations. Um, I mean, there's just so much you like about us at the moment. So, That's doing yeah. well. I do think you you got it. Uh, I do think you win the league. And it's early though. I'm going to do what, 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 Pen, what Pep said. I do think that this season, there's just a lot of complacency in City's team. It does feel like that, yeah. You've won so much. Yeah. So four in five years is an incredible thing. And I yeah. think you do get used to... There's a certain level of expectation at City. You almost yeah. think they're going to walk the league every single year. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. it's fine. It's Fulham. They're playing Everton. Yeah. It's fine. They're going to win yeah. it. And then you draw to 
Everton, you get a last gasp winner against Fulham. So yeah, yeah, you lose to Saints in your own cup. Yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, man. yeah. So I, I do think, and Arsenal has definitely proven their their worth this season. So I do think, yeah, Arsenal win it. If we win Champions League, that would be a highlight yeah. season for me because then everyone in the household is happy. So yeah, let's let's hope for the best this season. <laughs> yeah, any plans to last point on this? Any plans to try and go to any of the Champions League second round matches? Like, like uh, home Vegas? fixtures? Do you have any plans to go to any of the home fixtures, the City Champions so, League fixtures? I'll see if I can be- get onto their cup schemes. So before the season starts, um, I think there was a restriction on. You can apply for cup schemes. Okay. Normally, it's the season ticket holders that get um, a lot of this uh, availability for cup schemes. But if we can, then I'd definitely look to get a game in there. What about um, secondary market tickets? Expensive. I look. I look on the the black market. But okay. yeah, <laughs> yo, people put up prices, man. Like, ooh, you don't even want to know more value. The tickets, but I, I I definitely look into that and I'll keep you guys posted on that. Obviously. Nice one. Nice one. Um, I think this week you're going to wrap us up with a nice little wholesome moment that you found. Yeah. So um, in the world of wholesomeness, um, we're always encouraging people to play their part, help the next person and do anything that you have in your means to help your neighbor, you know? Um, And we came across a story or a video actually by uh, the notable YouTuber, Mr. Beast. Yep. And what he did is that he cured a thousand blind people. So to speak in the, uh, the headline, he, and he allowed them to see for the first time. Um, So if you know, Mr. Beast, you'd know that he is one that loves to, um, give back to his, his community and yeah. a lot of his subscribers. And he generally gives um, either monetary prizes, gives out cars, he gives out a lot um, as part of using his platform for good. Yeah. And this week he had paid for um, a thousand pe- blind people surgery to have sight um, for the first time. Um, yeah. So the story... Um, goes that he's rebuilt homes for Kentucky tornado survivors and given 20,000 to random selected people in need as part of his previous um, signs and gestures for a lot of his community. And this time he paid for a simple 10-minute eye surgery for a 1,000 patients who could not afford it, giving them their vision back and helping others see clearly for the first time in years. On top of that, he also gifted various things to participants in the video, including a $50,000 college fund check and a brand new Tesla. Aww. So, man, that is incredible to see yeah. the kind yeah. of work that Mr. Beast is doing. Mm. Big credit to you, man. Keep doing what you're doing. And we love seeing the outpouring of mm. um, good deeds yeah. that you continue to do. Well, uh, I know that the wholesome moment wasn't necessarily related to football, but I think it actually kind of fits in the theme of like the big money and stuff that we're talking about when we're talking about the spending of these these teams and, you know, um, you know, like Shakhtar Donetsk giving back to the Ukraine. Um, and yeah, man, it's just, it's lovely to see, um, you know, yeah. big up to Mr. Beast. Um, I won't say we love you for doing it because I'm not delusional and think that Mr. Beast watches the big vibe yet. Maybe one day, you never know, but yeah, big up, man. Big up. Like, I think that's really cool and a really nice moment. Um, really nice point to leave it off here. Um, yeah. I would say just my goodbye message is going to be to remember to look out for our question, uh, question of the week that we'll be posting again. Um, we really are happy with the growth in engagement. Uh, we're trying to get more onto the YouTube shorts, um, which is looking quite good at this point in time. Yeah, yeah, it's looking good. It's looking good. Remember, always like, share, subscribe. We stopped actually saying that in the middle of the episode. Um, no, yo, becoming <laughs> complacent, so professional. Yeah, man, just letting the the visuals do their own thing. Yeah, do the work. So, yeah, we obviously got the link to all of our uh, channels below. I want to say thanks again for the engagement, like Tyler said. Uh, all of you that answered the question in the, in the previous episode. Uh, 
yeah, big thanks to that. We hear you, we see you, and we're looking to include a lot more of your responses in our podcast. So for now, say so thank you, and we'll see you at the next one. See you next week, guys.